Well, I'm super excited that um, I have a chance to speak with you. I mean, for the podcast as well, but um, I have like known about you, I guess, through Pathwaves. Um, I've never actually properly applied, but um, like conflict, different conflicts kind of came up, but I've always been like, yeah. it's, it seems so cool and wonderful. And I have some friends who who took part in it and um, of course did like lots of digging into all of the other stuff that you do, which is so much. And I'm, I'm super curious, like how, uh, how did you start with music? Um, I mean, I've done, I've, I've kind of, music has always been a part of my life since, you know, like used to sing in choirs and church and stuff like that. Like, so it's always been around, um, and it was kind of something that my parents thought was important for me to have access to. So I was on the piano and, um, they sent me to a school that had a good music program. So it was always like something that was, that was there, but it was always like given to me as, um, like something to have as an extra part of life. And when I decided to do it <laughs> as a career, my parents were like, what? <laughs> no, you know, they were really not happy. Yeah. You're like, this um, is your fault. <laughs> no. Seriously, no, for real. Um, and um, I mean, even so, like, I kind of always had this thing of like, I had piano lessons, which I actually hated, which is d- d- unfortunate because I'm bad at the piano, but I've been learning it. It's the only one I've actually really learned properly. But anyway. Yeah. I, I was always... going to say, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 go ahead. But no, uh, go ahead. the your like latest EP, the piano one was, is super oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh, thank really. you. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was a bit of a, like, and my dad died a couple of years ago. So that just kind of came out as a, as a, as a kind of side note to it. So it's not something that I would, was kind of ever expecting to be doing like a, that kind of simple piano music, but that was the music that he liked. And I, I was kind of playing for him when he was sick. So it just, wow. I just thought, oh, I want to get, get it out. Yeah. Kind of. well, just That's... energetically to get it out of my brain as well. So, right. yeah, so pianos, yeah, kind of always been around. But then I would always like, like I was, my mum was here recently. She was telling me that I used to always like pull apart stereos and fix them and change them and make like double track tape. And so I was kind of always doing this weird sound engineering. I was always interested in like the recorded, the concept of recorded sound, I just thought was fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, I've kind of always been into it, but then I decided to get um, to, like, take it seriously by uh, studying music and by applying to, like, the, the kind of main conservatoire in Australia it's called the Sydney Conservatorium. And um, when I got into that, that kind of changed everything. So then it, you know, made it like my parents believe that I was, like, you know, good enough to kind of do mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a really good education. I got good networks. And then from then on, that's, I've kind of just have done it. But I mean, in terms of also before I went to the con, I was doing music for films with friends. I've always had friends that are creative. So I've kind of always been doing it. I've been in bands since the late nineties, you know, like mm. I've just, I've kind of always been around it. Um, but the kind of decision to become a professional musician came after I um, got into this music school, essentially. Wow. That's yeah. super interesting. And and when did you come to Berlin actually in that time? Um god, it's like 12 years ago, oh. I think. Almost a long time. Like oh, I came to Berlin on a right whim actually. School? Oh. No, 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 kind of. Like I finished school and then I um 
Yeah, like I, I think I worked for a year in Australia um, doing the kind of set up a music production company and I was just working, you know, like psycho because I was so desperate to be able to like do it full time and to make money. And so I was taking every single job. I was like, I burnt, I majorly burnt out actually. Mm. And then I <laughs> wanted to leave just needed to leave Australia. So I, I've had this little window and I was like, now, go now, otherwise it'll be another 10 years. So I was working in a bar in Paris and then I just met, I met my actually now wife, actually, my partner, oh, wow. um, on a random night and uh, we kind of connected and then we connected like about music essentially and um, then she, she was just like, what are you doing in Paris? Come to Berlin. Cause she lived in, in Berlin. She was here for, she was DJing in Paris or something. She's like, Berlin is like definitely where you should be. It's much better. And in a sense, like no shade on Paris, but Berlin at the time was more like open. There was more as a musician to kind of do things, experiment. There was the culture and the community and the nightlife and everything was just, you could just, you could do new things and people will come I don't know if it's still that way because I'm kind of engaged in Berlin in a different way now, but mm-hmm. it was just a lot more open. So anyway, so then I just kind of came, literally just packed my bags. I didn't even fully pack everything properly and then came and then stayed for like a month, which turned into two, and then I was like, I guess I'm going to stay here now. And then um, 12 years later, <laughs> yeah, it kind of just happened. And then, I mean, I was in a band, we were touring and we were kind of in and out, but then, yeah, it just this, yeah, this is where I live now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that statement. Like it was maybe two months then. And now I'm just here 12 years later. <laughs> I feel like this happens to so many people here. It and does, I definitely brilliant. agree. Yeah. 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 Like, um, the, the fact that you can just come and kind of experiment and people will, people will show up to see, you know, it, yeah. which is, it, it, it is still happening, but I, but also, That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really, it's important because, I mean, you have to, I think that, I mean, Berlin has for many, many years been a place of uh, incubation of creative expression and to experimental and kind of things that are off, out, left field and, you know, lots of even kind of things like software development and the idea about new ideas and trying things out and being experimental, I think, is really kind of embedded into the culture or the energy or whatever yeah. you want to say. So it's definitely... I mean, I think there's also another side to that, which means that sometimes Berlin, and again, I think this is changing, but Berlin historically has lacked that kind of professional polish because it's not, that wasn't what its focus has been. It's Mm -hmm. been for expression. And so, you know, I think that the, yeah, people have kind of come here and try stuff out and then go back to London or go back to Australia or go back to New York or, you know, um, but I think that's changing like a lot. Uh, It has already changed a lot, but I think Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, still, um, yeah, vibes are still strong in Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's, it's true because I do also, I mean, I've only been here two and a half years. And um, I think when I first came, I definitely had more of this, like, you know, trying things out, this, the like in the artsy world of like free and stuff. And now I guess, I think maybe because I'm also becoming more professional that um, 
I'm seeing this other side of Berlin as well. But yeah, I'm, that's absolutely would also be part of it for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, even just in if you kind of think about the like music, popular music and recorded music, um, the studios that were here like 10 years ago or something, they were, I mean, no, again, I don't want to throw shade on studios that have been here for a long time. They're, they're great and they've, you know, working or whatever, but they have a more kind of dusty kind of, you know, it's not all of the gear necessarily works all the time and mm-hmm. the routing and the setup has been, is a bit idiosyncratic and, you know, mm-hmm. these kinds of things. But in the last couple of years, I mean, one of my favourite studios where I now do Pathways has just opened as two years old and it's like it's pristine, perfect studio that the, the quality that you would expect in New York and London yeah. and, you know, the, the main studios in where I uh, learnt engineering in Australia, that expectation of an international standard. Mm. Um, and so I think that that is also reflects the changing kind of uh, industry you know, what's happening here in Berlin yeah. um, in terms of recorded music and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Cool. And so I hate, I like kind of hate this question, but like is engineering more of like your main thing or like uh, do you kind of spread everything Yeah, out? I mean, ask me depends from week to yeah. week, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, I focused on... um how to say that? I mean, I really focused on mixing a lot for the last couple of years because I really wanted to uh, become a world-class mixer, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I really focused on that and I put a lot of energy. Um, and um, the problem with me is that I'm not good at picking something and that's probably part of the, re- you know, it impedes my my success and growth and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't impede my growth, it impedes my success because mm-hmm. people are like, what are you? What should we, what are we doing with you? But like, that's just who I am. I've accepted that now. Yeah. I like to do lots of different things, but yeah, I mean, I, ha- I was focusing on mixing for quite some time and um, yeah, just really getting into it. Um, and I'm still, and will always be doing mixing. I'm kind of though, um, I, I, I think I need to be stimulated cerebrally. So like I, I've, I'm interested in, um, spatial, kind of getting mm. more into spatial mixing. Yeah. I mean, I always will mix. If anyone calls me up and asks me to mix a record, I'll uh, love to do it, absolutely. But I'm also getting into, um, you know, obviously spatial audio is a big thing and I've been doing um, multi-channel work since back when I was studying at university. So I've been kind of around Very in a more cool. kind of electroacoustic or experimental way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of going, getting back I'm kind of coming back on myself, back into my experimental roots, and I'm kind of, particularly since the pandemic and things kind of slowed down. And you know, as I said, I had some some personal um, stuff to figure out, and after my dad died, and so like I've spent some some hours in this studio, kind of going a bit crazy and making sounds and kind of reconnecting with what excites me. And you know, it's not the same thing that excited me ten years ago. So yeah, of course, um, my what I would say, in, this is a long answer to your question, but in answer to your question, I would consider myself like a composer and a sound artist primarily. Mm. And I work commercially with other people as a mm-hmm. producer and a mix engineer. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I mean, because it's, they're all so related. Um, anyway, well, exactly. You get so much inspiration from all aspects. Yeah. And I think, I think like increasingly, um, the, as, all of the tech- technology kind of 
is is embedded in all of these things increasingly and as a real, uh, as a as a byproduct of that the lines blur so you know like sound design particularly if you're like a sound artist or a sound composer or an electronic new music composer your or electroacoustic you know whatever your the sound design is like embedded in the con- in the way that the composition evolves and right. the you know whatever you know like as even a film score composer you're thinking about the sound design it's never just like straight up anymore so mm-hmm. and as a producer when you're sound designing you're kind of thinking about mixing inherently you know so um it is absolutely all yeah. related yeah. yeah yeah this is for a podcast but I'm also like you know how do you do it <laughs> like how do you <laughs> how do you manage all of these different I mean, because you have your work for yourself and then you have work for clients and then, you know, kind of like learning and research and practice things like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, organize yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think that like I'm getting older, so I, you know, I have had years to kind of explore all these things and now I'm at a, in a stage where the, learning curve for me is less as steep um so it's faster and i kind of have developed a, a method of how to learn so you know i kind of i have a good flow in that regard and also i've i've developed um or i figured out with my brain and my body how i can manage all of these different things i mean i, I would to be fair it's not always been successful um you know i said i had a burnout 10 years ago mm-hmm. i had another burnout around the period of my dad's death. So, you know, I think it's not always, it's not, not always smart. But, I mean, the, 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 the thing for me is like a common – like I really try and focus in on um, – there's obviously the need things I have to do is I have to get – I have to pay my rent and stuff. So yeah. there's that. And to balance that, over the years I now have the opportunity to choose – more what I choose to do to pay the rent. I have more luxury because, you know, I've been working my ass off for a long time. So mm-hmm. that's really good that I now have that opportunity to be a bit selective about that stuff. Um, and then as long as I'm, the thing for me is that I'm, that I've got to check in with my body that I'm doing things for the right reason. So mm-hmm. if I'm like taking every job because mm-hmm. A, I'm obsessed with money or B, I'm obsessed with my ego or whatever it might be, then that's not right. So I need to kind of, because also if I'm not getting my own creative expression, I go a bit weird. So, yep. <laughs> you know, so I need to, like, I was actually just saying to my therapist last week, I've, I had, um, I've been, you know, through a really busy period of doing lots of like work and not of my own kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had a day last week where I just came in here and just, you know, no plans and just kind of made sounds. And immediately, like, my heart rate is lower, my sleep is better. I'm just a nicer person to be around. So, you know, in addition, so it's like a kind of like nest, it's like somehow this, it's a bundle of like, it all works somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good answer, but. No, but, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, also like the thing also, the the, the pragmatic answer to say is um, like, managing my time and making and like planning like I'm always in my diary thinking about where things are and how I can organize it my diary is generally booked like two months in advance and Mm. like there's a lot going on and that's the other thing is getting better at being realistic and saying I actually can't do anything more on Tuesday because I've already got this and that and that um you know and then being more being realistic about like the time 
that I need and the time mm. that things take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to say no and to also like, oh yeah, just to to say, yeah, actually, this is going to take me five hours and that's okay like it should take me this long it should take me you know i don't need to rush it you know like that's that's very i mean my partner always says to me when i i I say i'm at the studio i'll be working i'm almost finished i'll be another hour and then she's like okay so i'll see you in three or four hours (laughs) you know it's just like and i try i'm trying to be more realistic about how long things but she's always just like add on at least right 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 right, two times what you say (laughs) That's that's amazing. Well, yeah. yeah, wonderful that that she understands. <laughs> well, I don't know if I understand. She, she she knows the truth whether she likes it or not. Right, right, right. Thing, okay, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and look, the saying no thing is something I really, really struggle with. Um, and I think it, it kind of comes from, I think with anyone that's in a creative field, when you are pushing and driving to be, to make it, whatever the mm. that means, but um, to like you know, you kind of just get used to being really thankful for any opportunity and you just say yes straight away. Yes, 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 yes. I'll fit it in. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that's normal and that's a part of the hustle when you first start doing stuff and you should say yes to everything because you want the opportunity. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, that you do have to, like, is this at some point, is this good for me? Is it hurting me? Is it, is it even helping me in the way that I want it to? You know, that's one of the big things for me is like, why am I doing this? Is it for money? Is it for an opportunity? Is it for like, I want the the creatively, I want the work. And if it doesn't tick any of those, then it's gone for me now. Mm. I love that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have to do some reevaluating for myself. <laughs> it's a process. I mean, you know, I'm I've, I'm sure I've got a, quite a number of years on you. It's take, it takes, and as I say this, it sounds as though I've got it all figured out, but I certainly don't. Yeah, but <laughs> do, yeah. it's better. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like for me, also sometimes I I feel like oh, I got it. You know, I know I know how to work it. I know what I need to do, and then a couple of months later, I'm like, what? I was so naive, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's also okay because I think it's, like, the reality is is that life isn't static. It's not linear. Mm. It's not straightforward. Yeah. Things are always changing and we have to – I think the one thing that we have to accept um, is that we need to be – like, that's what I was saying about checking in with my body and, like, asking questions is, like, how – like you know, maybe the method that I had six months ago is now not working for me, yeah. you know, and things that, or maybe the environment has changed. Maybe yeah. my situation has changed. Right. You know, maybe I'm less fit than I was back then, or mm. maybe I'm more fit, or maybe I'm sleeping better, or, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So wow. I think, th- yeah, that's like being rigid about systems is, um, I think, can be uh, dangerous. Ultimately, yeah. particularly if you're someone who wants to do lots of things and you're bouncing around. If I'm like, I have to fit this in a day, blah, you know, that's what kind of got me into burnout territory in the past. So, um, yeah. That's so wonderful to hear you say because it, I I mean, it makes so much sense. Like, I, I'm trying to like, you know, have routines, like every something you do, you know, I'm doing every morning doing a run, la, 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 like these things. And um, because my life is not the same every day, sometimes it, it is very difficult to, to maintain, you know? And, yeah. And, that's, and yeah. that 
it's normal. It should be no, natural. No, it is. Like. <laughs> yeah, but look, and it's also another thing I think is um, important. And it's like it's really good that you're doing that because as a creative person, um, you don't have the structure of a nine-to-five job and so you yeah. do have to create some structures for yourself and I think that's really important. But one of the things that I always try and remember is, yeah, I'm not a nine-to-five. Like I, yeah. I can have that flex. I chose that on purpose. Yes, I don't like that's rigidity. I don't like it. Exactly. So why am I doing it to myself? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a so, lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is. But then again, it's like, so that's the question is like, okay, where do I find some kinds of structures that also allows me freedom? You know, like for me, it's basically I look at my week and I think about what needs to be done by Friday. Mm. Like I just go, where, where are my deadlines and what yeah. are the key things that have to happen? and I organize my time and my priority based on that and then about things like have I exercised this week have I cleaned the house you know Mm -hmm. have I just had time to chill out you know um those things like I none of those things ever used to factor in I'd just be like work bam 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 all the way to the top and I just everything else if I was busy nothing else would happen but now I'm not doing that because I'm old mature (laughs) wise (laughs) and it really piles up if you don't Oh, you God, don't yeah. take care of it. Yeah. No, that's for sure. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. That's, yeah, that's very, at least helpful for me. So I hope the other Good. listeners get <laughs> some <laughs> out of it. Um, but I'm also very curious about Pathwaves and kind of what led you to, to create this. Well, um, the short version is that um, a good friend of mine, Adam, uh, from APRA, which is APRA is like the gamer uh, of Australia. Mm, uh, it's a okay. performing rights association. Um, it, I was kind of complaining to him about the lack of opportunity for for uh, female non-binary um, uh, producers, engineer, kind of from this idea of like there was a lot of stuff happening about um, uh, gender diverse songwriting camps and like um, there was a lot of focus on, you know, the female uh, percentage of uh, acts in dance music festivals. This was like however many years ago, six, seven years ago. And then I was like, this is really great. This is all happening. It's amazing. But then I was like, still the, it's like in my area, the, it was like, let the girls, you know, whatever, do the songs and the guys will still have the final creative control final executive producing, mm. control the money, control the this, control the that, make all the decisions in the studio, you know, and I was just like that's kind of a false empowerment. That doesn't feel right. So, um, yeah, so I was talking to him about that and saying that I didn't, there wasn't anything that was kind of focusing on engineering and production. And then he was like, well, maybe you should stop complaining about it and do something about it. And then I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> correct. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean and at that time he supported me like a lot to um to to figure out how to access funding. So, I got my the first funding for Pathways was from Australia Council grant. Um and then and it was APRA supported and then I also kind of connected with all of the brands and stuff that I'd been mm-hmm. working with yeah. um in, in in other stuff like Native Instruments and Adam Audio and Ableton um, and just kind of basically became really brash and was just like saying, give me money. <laughs> this is a good cause, give me money. You need to wear all the female employees that you have or don't have, like and that whole thing. And then, you know, it was at the time where it was very topical 
Um, and then, yeah, so I got money and then I was like, oh, okay, well, I have to do this. And I had like th- actually three weeks to, cause when I got the money, I didn't know if it was all going to happen. And then I got it. And then it was like, oh fuck, like I've got to put this together in a very right. short space of time. So yeah, it just kind of happened actually. Um, and then after you've done one, then you probably should do another one. Mm-hmm. But the second one was really hard because it was when COVID hit and everything yeah. just went haywire. And it was like, I was actually also you know, like everyone, we were kind of all a bit all over the place and I was also grieving my dad and then I was like, should I do this or not or what? Or And then I, we, we pushed through and, and we did it. And I think it was a really like special thing to do for people. Everyone was really kind of locked at home and this, you know, to have the, these, these kind of uh, community developing and skill developing whilst people were like, well, what, what's happening to my career, to my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then, yeah. So we just kind of kept on with it. So it's um, it, I mean that that the long answer is that it, you know I've been in the industry as an isolated female engineer producer, working in studios, really having a hard time. Um, uh, although you know like a good time, it's a complicated because you know I had I did have good opportunities. Um, there were great people around me. Mm-hmm. There were also uh, shit people around me. I also was still isolated. Um, I didn't have any mentors. I didn't really have a direction. It was, you know, looking back on it now, it was actually really, really tough for me. And just seeing like 20 years later that nothing had changed and in fact kind of gotten worse from what I could see. Hmm. Um, I just was like, you know, how, why, why? The biggest question for me is why, because I just don't believe that there's like that I was the only person that was interested in it, you know. Right. And then now I think one of the great things about all of these initiatives that have been really like local, you know, it's like the Think Global, Act Local stuff. Mm. People are doing their little uh, things like pathways in their own city or whatever and also through social media that they're starting to realise that you're not alone we're stopping being these little islands onto ourselves and going oh wow there's this mad engineer who lives in um like I connected with this engineer called Nina in Amsterdam just like we have never met but just on Mm. um Instagram because she's awesome and I was like you're fucking badass Mixars is cool and you know you know and I actually got her to do a masterclass at Pathways and other people like lots of other people where it's just all of a sudden oh wow it's like the lights have turned on and you realize that you're not alone yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah really really helpful and then also the reality that um you know there are like actually hundreds of amazing engineers in Berlin alone Mm -hmm. you know like and they kind of that everyone's kind of coming out of the woodwork and starting to connect and starting to like hire each other because lots of people Mm -hmm. are getting education but then okay, where, how do you get work? Where's the networks? Who's going to call you when they need you? You know, so it's like putting into the minds of, um, you know, songwriters and performers that like, you know, can making it easy because people always go, oh, I would hire a female engineer, but I don't know any. And it's like, okay, I can help you with that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of reason for it. Wow. Wow. That's, it's so interesting to hear you say like that you, like over like 20 years, you see it actually getting worse and, and like. I mean, not now. I think yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. been such a massive, but, massive push. And like, I yeah. really hope that it's, 
this time it's kind of for real. Like the the, yeah. the push that's happening now, because I was also, have you heard of the Move the Needle initiative? Is Moving the Needle or Move the Needle? I, um, it sounds very, very familiar. Yeah, it's by, it's a it's an American thing. It's Emily Lazar started it up. Do you know Emily Lazar? She's a like one of the best mastering engineers in the world. She's amazing. Um, she started it up and she like connected, you know, I don't know, people like Alanis Morissette and other really, you know, like uh, female, I think it's, it's, she's ma- it's mainly focusing on female, but I believe it's a, it's a gender diverse initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that they have a lot of, hmm, I wonder what their representation in terms of gender diversity is. Anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, th- yeah, they've just started this initiative basically. And, you know, I think this is what ultimately does need to happen is because little grassroots movements like Pathwaves are really good for local swell and development and stuff. But it doesn't change the systemic problems. Exactly, yeah. So it's like it needs to come from power players Mm. with money and resources and influence and community and network Mm -hmm. to do some stuff at the top and make Mm -hmm. it filter through. So Mm -hmm. I see this moving the needle thing as one of those that's really doing it. You know, and like I think um, was it Sony Music just did a producer award or something recently? So the fact that Sony is investing, you know, they say that they're going to put it into their female producer list I'd love to see their female producer list because I've I don't think it exists but maybe now it exists mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that's just good it's like whatever whenever it happens but yeah um, but you know the fact that these it has to come from those it, that ha- yeah ha- otherwise exactly you know, that's we'll potentially have this conversation in another yeah. yeah so yeah no, but yeah, that's, it's really, it's, yeah, that's the truth. And the way that you said that you had like a really isolated experience, um, I I definitely feel that. I feel like, you know, it's easier kind of as a man to just like kind of hang out and be in these circles mm. and just be, and and then you kind of get introduced to these things a bit more. And, and totally. it's, if you're not, if you don't, like, I, this sounds also kind of, like uh, right now in my studio um it's kind of a i have this is mine and then there's like four others and it's all i never see another woman here you know mm. and it's just it it does feel isolating for sure even if they're wonderful people it's it's just a different no totally it absolutely yeah. is yeah it's a different thing and you know i think um it's a it's a hard one because it's also like it's not to I'm re- have always been really conscious of not to kind of complain. I think that's because I'm older. I'm kind of I have that mentality of like just shut up and be thankful for what you get. The younger generation is what's pushing the next thing because they're just like fuck that. I don't. Want, this is not enough. I want to. I maybe I don't want to be sexually harassed at work. How about that? You know, like <laughs> so those are the kinds of things Whoa. that I would just put up with. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for real. I mean, let's yeah. not go down that path. But yeah. there's a whole there's a whole yeah. podcast in that. But um mm. but um you know, I think it's the 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 reality of wanting to have community. Um and it's not about the saying that it has to I have to be around women all the time, but it's just to see yourself reflected yeah, or have yeah. the, some kind of you know, and I, it's not even just about gender. I think it's also about, you know, race and class and, you mm. know, I think all of the the reality when it's, you know, you're, it's all white guys and you're a black guy, like that obviously would yeah. be, would, would, would have a similar kind of feeling. So, right. yeah, I mean, 
Um, like, yeah, the, the, the problems, because it's also one of those things about, you said a few interesting things, because it's like one of the thing, the big things for me is about money and access. Because, you know, like, I was, uh, I mean, talking to different brands and certain brands saying, like, you know, that your 82% of your customer base is male. And like, do you, there's a massive market there that's waiting to be untapped. And then some of the owners of these different companies kind of don't care. They're just like, well, girls don't have any money. They won't spend it. And it's like, well, why not? Why not? Why, you know, it's because we're not being considered. It's like this, this cyclical thing. Yeah. You know, I need to get paid money in order to, I need to get paid for my work and my craft. And so I can invest in myself, which right. will give me more opportunity to get paid, which right. will, you know, la, la, la. so it, but it's, it's that difficult thing is that on the starting point quite often, um, well, the, the playing field isn't, isn't level. So, and mm-hmm. then you have obviously the, 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 that's the first thing is the, is the financial, uh, impediment and the second thing is the community and the networks as we've already just said like you know that your mate calls your mate and you know oh so I need a I need a beat oh Paul's an amazing my friend yeah yeah, yeah. you know whatever so it's like they're two really significant things I mean I don't know like I guess uh, guys in your community pushing work to you like I noticed that um back in different pe- periods I would be in a community working in like everything and then realizing that they're giving each other work and not giving me any work <laughs> mm. just like yeah Jane's cool hang out she's amazing fuck she's so good la, la, la. but then when it came to it I didn't get any yeah they didn't they didn't throw me any work and I was like okay so what <laughs> You know, and I was like hooking them up, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I just, again, that was for me is another thing is that like when I can now, I choose to always, I get a lot of people asking me for mixing or, you know, engineers or different jobs or sound design or whatever. And if I don't want to do it, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I pass it on. And, you know, even recent, until recently, probably until I did Pathways, most of my network was men. And so most of the people that I gave work through to, yeah. It was men. And then I was like, because it is actually easier for every female engineer I know. I know about 10 guys. Mm. So it's like when I get a job now, I made a commitment for myself that I would push it to people in the Pathways community. Yeah. Um, and make sure that I, you know, put my money where my mouth is and support right. the right. people kind of coming through. Um, but again, it it's actually is harder because there's not as many people. So one person can't do it and then, you know, Right. Work yeah. harder. But anyway, yeah. So yes. <laughs> uh, well, I had one kind of last question, but it's a I think there's different parts. But I'm curious about what's your favorite part about engineering versus like create sound designing and writing? And like with your band and all of these different things, like what, what's kind of the thing that, that you're like, oh, I, I can't give that up because I, I love this thing so much. Like doing this makes me happy. Like <laughs> that's a, know. that's a pretty much an impossible question. And that's why, <laughs> you know, that's, as I said before, it's why I kind of shoot myself in the foot. Cause I, I'm greedy. Essentially I'm very, very greedy because I don't want to give any of it up. I love all of it. Like, and if I, I think for me, the variety and the way of expressing myself sonically, I, I actually don't draw the line between 
like any of it. They're just different manifestations of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. mixing is a different focus. It's exactly the, like I used to do orchestral composition and mixing for me feels very much the same energy as when I'm writing for orchestra. It's wow. the same kind of level of attention and you're thinking about the relationships and, you know, I don't see it as different somehow. Um, although if to give you an answer because that's a pretty lame cop-out, <laughs> to give you an answer I would say that I am deeply obsessed with and, and te- technology and I think that, like, I've actually quite seriously been thinking about this in the climate emergency and the reality that what I do is using resources and ele- electricity. How would I be to if I couldn't have my studio? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, it would be really, really hard for me. Um, I really have, as I said, since back when I was a kid, I've loved the, the kind of interfacing with and hearing the sound back and being able to have these things that make weird and strange sounds. So, I mean, I think that would be, I'd definitely manage, I'd get my guitar and I'd sing songs and I'd still be happy. Mm. But I think that that's a really, it's a really big part of my creative expression um, through the machines, yeah, sounding machines. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. Ah, cool. I'm feeling very inspired and um, hopeful, I would say. And great. Grateful as well. I'm um, yeah. I'm super happy that you came on. And sorry for uh, a couple of the technical difficulties. Um, always, there's always some technical difficulties. Yeah. The way it goes. That's also the love affair with the machines. They, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. They're all connected. <laughs> it uh, is, cool. It is. So, um, will you be doing another pathways this year? That is the million-dollar question. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Um, I think that I make basically the financial burden is quite intense and the mm. um, the organisational bit being kind of just with me. So I d- haven't apl- gone for funding this year and what I think I plan to do is to regroup and do it next year. But because one of the things is that where I put it, in the period of October, November, December, is just a hectic time in my life. It's just the most stupid time to do it. So mm-hmm. I've decided to reframe, rejig it, and I'm going to make it like kind of earlier in the year, like March through June or something like yeah. that. I'm not quite sure. But I think I'll or maybe do it at the beginning of summer or something, mm-hmm. um, something like that. So it, it's probably not going to happen in 2022, mm-hmm. but um, – uh, but also maybe I'm still thinking about a few ways that I can do something that's a little more scaled down but still have something. So stay tuned, I guess. I'll see okay. what happens. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I've got I've got a few ideas. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, the short answer is we will see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll stay tuned on that. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm following you and Pathways, so I'll definitely – hopefully hear about it um, yeah yeah you will you definitely will yeah. yeah cool and and you're doing it all alone or do you have kind of an like a team or I mean I there's a I don't there is a team every year that 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 supports it um but the team changes so the kind of the burden falls gotcha. uh, on my shoulders so yeah. it is yeah that's yeah it's a, a lot. lot a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah okay definitely. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, but I mean, it is something that's important, and and I I I think it's also as I was saying before about listening to your body and like you know making the smart decisions. Is that like for me to push again to 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 fit it so that I don't you know I do it every year at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like no, no, yeah. that's not actually working for me, and so I think to to rethink it. And also maybe optimize it, figure out some things that might not have been working. Um, hopefully, you know, get someone, some people on board. Maybe get some different kind of sponsorship, or because it's also the thing of in the sponsorship cycle of every year, I have to try again for funding. And every year, I don't know until a couple of months before the actual event. So it's gotcha. like really stressful. Yeah, so wow. to be able to kind of know that okay, I've got money for five years, and to be able to like plan it out. But this kind of like chaotic uh, yearly funding cycle is just wrecking my nerves. So wow, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense. So um, yeah, not ideal. No, definitely not ideal. But so that that's the plan anyway, is to kind of rethink it a bit, have some conversations, hopefully try and set some stuff up and then come back with a, you know, it's a, the machine that's kind of a bit more well-oiled and, mm. and functioning in a bit bit better way so that hopefully yeah. it can then really start to to just kind of keep on growing and keep on building yeah so yeah yeah that makes so much sense yeah there's no reason to like push it if it's not yeah ready just so that it's like in the the year every year yeah yeah and, exactly and so i think the the most important thing is that if it that you know, that's it stays. So not like for one more year and then I'm just like, oh, God, I'm so done. Or mm-hmm. I chill out for a minute, reset, and then it goes on for another 10 years or something. Yeah. You know, that would yeah. be that would be the goal. So Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward next time. I'm definitely going to make yeah, sure that better. I can be part yeah, of it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, cool. cool. Well, Again, thank you so much. I thanks so uh, much for having me. Yeah, it, this was really nice. Um, and yeah, it was yeah. super nice. Nice to meet you, and nice to really nice to chat. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for you know opening up and and helping me at least with my you know organizing <laughs> of the, the many hats. Um, yes. I think it will also be helpful for a lot of people. So cool. All right, uh, le- learn from my mistakes. I guess no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the process cool okay cool well Well, thanks so much yeah see you bye bye okay bye